Hello, and welcome to an everyday follower of Jesus Christ. This is your friend Cheryl, and welcome today to First Amendment Rights Part 2 as we continue to explore the fundamental rights that belong to you and I. The other day we explored freedom of religion is found in the First Amendment. Today we'll explore why freedom of religion is called the first freedom and the First Amendment's tie uh, together of the different freedoms. Let's remind ourselves of what important words are found in the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. People call religion the first freedom because it provides the basis upon which the freedoms of speech, press, assembly, and petition can flourish. The exercise of religion begins deep in the conscience to assert that invisible space in the heart and soul of every individual where right and wrong are decided, where truth is wrestled and falsehood fought, is what makes us human beings. We find our metal as we bring our conscience into society. Dallin H. Oaks, in honor of the First Amendment, 225 years later, December 15, 2016. Scholars Brian Grimm and Roger Finke write, quote, at the core of religious expression is the freedom of speech, and at the core of freedom to worship is the freedom to assemble, to claim freedom of speech without allowing for a freedom to express. Religious beliefs quickly erodes freedom of speech in other areas. Likewise, allowing for restrictions on the assembly of a religious group opens the door for curtailing the activities of other groups as well. The denial of religious freedoms is inevitably entwined with the denial of other freedoms found in the price of freedom denied, page 205. Rights are not something to be enjoyed only by the majority sitting comfortably in power. They are also for the unseen minority, the forgotten, and the voiceless. Protect the rights of the little guy, the big guy, and all sizes in between. A premise of the First Amendment is that we can't know for sure where truth, goodness, or wisdom will come from if diverse individuals and communities are allowed to believe and speak freely, then these virtues are bound to come through. As Joseph Smith, America's prophet, said, quote, truth will cut its own way, unquote. A U.S. federal law says, quote, the right to freedom of religion undergirds the very origin and existence of the United States, unquote, the International Religious Freedom Act of 1998. Former President Barack Obama described religious freedom as the, quote, critical foundation of our nation's liberty and urged every country to recognize religious freedom as both a universal right and a key to stable, prosperous, and peaceful future, unquote. Barack Obama Proclamation Religious Freedom Day 2014. In 1948, Universal Declaration on Human Rights, adopted by the United Nations General Assembly, says, quote, 
the inherent dignity and the equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family are the foundation of freedom, justice, and peace in the world, unquote. John F. Kennedy said in his inaugural address nearly 60 years ago, quote, the same revolutionary beliefs for which our forefathers fought are still at issue around the globe. The belief that the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God, unquote. His inaugural address in 1961. Let's continue looking at the freedom of speech found in the First Amendment. George Hay asserted, quote, a citizen shall have the right to say everything which his passions suggest. He may employ all his time and all his talents if he is wicked enough, wicked enough to do so in speaking out against governments, items that are false, scandalous, malicious, unquote. And despite this, he should be, quote, safe within the sanctuary of the press, even if he condemns the principles of the Republican institutions, censures the measures of our government and every department and officer thereof, even if he ascribes to them measures and acts which never had existence, thus violating every vestige of decency and truth." Unquote. The crime of seditious libel implies that people are inferior to the state and that their criticisms are unacceptable to the master. This view is more fitting for a people that looked at government as a servant of, of a, the people existing solely by their consent and for their benefit constitutionally limited, responsive, and elective. Such a government, Thompson wrote, cannot tell a, a citizen, quote, you shall think this or that on certain issues, and if you do, it is at your peril. It's easy to take these freedoms for granted. After all, it is the ground many of us have walked our entire lives, unquote. So how often do we look down and appreciate that ground? Laws and rights inscribed on old parchments have little value if we don't maintain them every day. Practicing our religion, speaking our minds, reading a newspaper, freely associating with fellow citizens and critiquing powers are tender plants that require constant cultivation. Keep in mind those that would presume free speech only belongs to the dissatisfaction of the minority misinterpret that the Bill of Rights are for the people, all the people, and the entity in check is those elected to represent the people, not the people. The founders were concerned that those elected to office would assume an aristocracy aristocratical and self-interest view in opposition to the views of people. Amar and Adams, the Bill of Rights primer. In a representative government, it would be a charade if the electorate did not have the aid of the press in uncovering and publishing past performance, performances of those who wish to serve the people in a political role meant for serving the people. The press was intended to be a safeguard of personal liberties Though today there is serious doubt in a free press, and many believe there are masters behind the curtain pulling the strings on the press that works in a 21st century, it comes back to the importance of the oath of journalists, the moral vestiges necessary for the vital role of the press in ensuring the freedom of the people. 
Our freedom of expression is one of our human natural rights. History has shown us over and over when freedom of expression is hampered or people fear to speak out against the violations, trouble is on the horizon. We can look most recently in national elections, mob attacks on people in restaurants and other locations, the National School Boards Association calling parents domestic terrorists for speaking out against school board activities, and the list continues. We can look at the great atrocity of the Holocaust or the killing of children at Indian boarding schools that we learned through the uncovering of great grave sites today. Sean Patrick to know your Bill of Rights book. We have a number of government activities to limit our rights guaranteed in the Constitution. Hate speech, criticism of the president, outspokenness against COVID vaccines or the closing down of our economy, people being locked up for criticism of police, attacks on mosques, killing of people for their religious beliefs all show a stealth attack on First Amendment rights. And the only ones that can stop this attack is you and I, citizens of this country, who understand the importance of these tested rights necessary for a free people. If we allow censorship of anyone, it is simply the first step until that censorship is also on you. Government has no right of censorship, and if we allow the decay of any of our rights, we are tacitly allowing the removal by those who are elected to service an ultimately turning you and I into slaves of government officials. This is not the republic established by our founding fathers. Protecting our rights requires us to be brave and exercise free speech. Our freedom to express discontent with any level of government is necessary to the preservation of a free nation like the United States of America. Voltaire once said, quote, I disapprove of what you say but I will defend to the death your right to say it, unquote. We would all be wise to echo Voltaire today. We must not be part of what Professor Arthur C. Brooks of Harvard's Kennedy School describes as a, quote, culture of contempt, a habit of seeing people who disagree with us not as merely incorrect or misguided, but as worthless, unquote. More love, less contempt, BYU commencement address in 2019. The First Amendment in the Bill of Rights singles out the free exercise of religion for specific protection along with the related freedoms of speech, press, and assembly. These rights enjoy singular status because of their paramount significance to the foundations of our constitutional republic. They are the rights on which all other rights depend. Protecting them is essential to safeguarding and perpetuating all constitutional freedoms. Dallin H. Oaks, the 2021 Joseph Smith Lecture at the University of Virginia. Today is a good day for each and every one of us to dig deeper in standing up and defending the First Amendment rights that we enjoy today. Perhaps we have become complacent in these rights and not doing as much as we could. Won't you join me today in standing up and speaking out for these rights? Until next time, God be with you.